What it is, what's up? Got your Auburn content to cut. Uh, the boy tells us, tell us a societal podcast. I'm going to have to stick that at least one time. Back with another Auburn podcast episode. And this is not solely an Auburn podcast. I hate that I bring some people in and then, you know, they want more of this. And then I do, and I'm doing less of that because I'm very inconsistent. But I will probably try to do more Auburn podcasts because I'm going to be predisposed. Uh, I've been likely exposed to someone who was definitely um, exposed to someone who more than likely caught COVID. I know it's a lot of conditionals, but essentially, not to air out this person's situation, but three or three days ago, last time it was around somebody who recently, literally today, showed symptoms. So more than likely, incubation period, she had COVID at that moment, was around their household. That person has COVID. I was in the car with them. I likely have it. I hope not. I'm praying not. But if y'all get less podcast episodes, uh, you know why. So anyway, a uh, minute in and we're not even talking about Arby yet. I don't know how to phrase it because I'm not a statistical. I'm, I'm in a middle ground between where I'm not a statistical guru like your um, all uh Twitter profile or uh, the like um, when it comes to Auburn basketball. And on the other end, I'm not somebody like sits like puts everything down and just strictly watches a game when the game is on. I, you know, I'm just mentally not wired to be able to do that. Um, but I, I do try to catch every game. I try to watch it to the best of my ability. And uh, I've, I think I've at least watched about half of every game that's happened this season. Um, and the, I think the ones I've missed usually be like burner games. So I'll try to give my opinions in a sense that's as, 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 um, as streamlined as possible. So going from there, I'm going to look at these statistics that are pulled up. Uh, just ESPN, Auburn Tiger stats. Just run down some things. Um, so games, games played. Um, your your basically rotation has been set in stone so far. Guys who are going to play every time possible: Powell, Flanagan, Williams, Johnson, Thor, Cambridge, Moore, Akingbola, and Cardwell. A nine-man rotation, which is about in line with what Pearl likes to do in his better uh, rosters. I believe he went maybe 10 deep with that last Final Four team, but he was definitely nine-man last year when Tyrell kind of just did not work at point guard that year. Um, Tyrell would have made it 10 if he stayed. He missed the last game, obviously transferred out pretty much the same day. So it was a 10-man rotation in essence, but fell down to um, nine now. The guy who's played the most that hasn't showed up um, recently has been uh, Javon Franklin. Uh, out of the two names that were heavily mentioned to be likely pushed out, uh, quote-unquote, again, rumors, uh, it was probably going to be Tyrell and Franklin to make space for your um, your Jabari's. And I think we're currently right now, without restrictions being factored into it, currently dead even with scholarship numbers. So we could bring in whoever we could bring in, I think. Um, I, I think we could, but something to keep in mind there. I think Javon will probably push out at some point and make space for another guy because this roster definitely is another point guard. Um, essentially, other than Jared Harper and, and um, Javon and then Jared Harper and uh, Davion, I don't think his roster has typically had a like really – um, dependable backup point guard. I think Bruce gambled on Tyrone, uh, Tyrell 
I'm black. <laughs> Tyrell. Um, and it was just a gamble that maybe not particularly paid off. I, I don't think he was fully set on Tyrell being the one as much as we asked him to be the one the past two years. But this is how it ended up being. And it definitely hurt both Auburn and Tyrell. I think he's a good two. Um, but never, really, never, really never got burned as a two here. Not even like staggered minutes with, um, with Javon or Samir, which I, I figure, I mean, why don't you try that? Just see what happens. But I don't know. It's Bruce's roster. So other than the rotations, um, the way the minutes shake out, Powell's getting over 27, uh, Flanagan's getting over 27, Jalen's getting about 25. Jamal is getting 21, uh, basically 22. Thor is getting 20. Cambridge is getting 21. Uh, Moore with 11.3. I can bowl with 16.5. And Tyrell had 11.3, so um, Bruce gave him every opportunity. And Cardwell had 14.8. So the things that I think are noticeable there, um, Cardwell's pretty much gotten about even with Akinbola. I think the thing with Babatunde slash Stretch, I, I just think it's tough to keep him on the court. He doesn't really he, – he's a good runner, uh, a good rim runner. He doesn't have the greatest hands ever, which is a trait that a lot of Auburn guys just don't have. Not a great free throw shooter. Uh, he's hitting at 33.3% from outside, but his mechanics just are not great. It's a very slow shot as well. Uh, so he's not really a threat outside either. Offensively, he just does not work very well, and Cardwell is just better around the rim than Akinbola. Maybe not a better defender, but at this moment, better rebounder. And uh, it's actually dead even in terms of blocks with him per game. Uh, that does have double the turnovers. I would say Babatune definitely is a more controlled player than uh, Cardwell, but I mean, Cardwell just has a higher floor and definitely appears to be worth playing above Babatunde at this moment and just letting him, you know, get his rust out. But I believe the starting lineup at this moment is, um, I want to say it's Justin. Uh, Jamal comes off the bench, I believe. I think it's Powell, Flanagan, Williams, Thor, and Cambridge, if I'm wrong. And they just have the other two guys rotating that center spot, which is why JT gets 20 minutes. JT can kind of play two, the four and the five. I personally think you'd want him more at the four, but he does go for a lot of blocks in himself. Um, his, he has, a, I think, a higher range of blocks, so he can kind of get blocks from a lot of different spots. Um, Bob Tooney doesn't seem to me to have the same level of, like, chase-down potential. He just doesn't move as well as um, JT does. Um, but... Yeah, I think you have to put JT somewhere. JT has to start. Like, that's an absolute. Um, JT is unfortunately only sh- uh, shooting 42.2% from the field and 25% from three. But sometimes that's lying that, I mean, anybody that has watched the game can tell that JT is a better three-point shooter than Bob Batunde, you know? There's, I mean, obviously I'm not looking at attempts per three, but I think that's pretty well spoken. Uh, the things that really catch me looking at this is turnovers. And if you click here... And sort by this. So Justin's averaging 22.3, which, I mean, consider that he's a leading scorer and a leading assist man and a leading rebounder. Um, and is pretty much, I would imagine, having one of the highest usage rates in entire America uh, for any guard, period. 2.3 isn't that bad. 
But two turnovers a game for Tyrell, who pretty much usually comes in the game and gets a, like at least turnover off the bat. It's only was only doing three point three points a game. Um, I was only doing one point one assists. Uh, not not the greatest. Not the greatest from him. Also, he wasn't a great spacer. Um, and had a very low t- field goal percentage, too. 25%. He somehow had the lowest... Yeah, the lowest period field goal percentage on the court. It just was not a good spot for Tyrell. Either way, I mean, we did not uh, use him right. But at the same time, he couldn't do very... I feel like simple things for a basketball player on this level. It just was not working out. But you go down the line, Flanagan, two turnovers. Thor, two turnovers. Jalen, 1.9 turnovers. Cardwell, 1.6. Cambridge, 1.5. A lot of these guys like are not like great at passing the ball either. So it's kind of a weird situation when you have like negative turnover ratios pretty much across the board on this roster. Uh, definitely some things that need to be probably checked out. I imagine if you want this to be a, a team that continues to succeed. Now, I will say Jalen is giving you about two and a half, and Flanagan is also giving you two and a half. So, you are getting something out of the four spot in terms of pushing the ball. At this moment, pretty much most guys have, like, deemed Flanagan the backup PG in effect. And Jalen, the um, the offense, when it's in the, the mid or the half court and things are kind of sluggish, usually the ball finds Jalen's hands. He kind of, like, is playing that high post role that Okoro and Okiki did before him. Um He's, he's a smart guy with the ball. Has a, probably, I would say, the best handle on his team outside of Flanagan and uh, Justin. Off the top of my head, I, mean, I can't think. Maybe, I, I think, I don't think Jamal's handled that much. I think he's kind of like just so tunnel vision-y. Uh, he just goes to the rim. He can't really pass out when he starts dribbling. So I'd probably say that Jalen has the third best handle on his team of, of guys that are like really getting minutes like that. Um, so that's interesting, I guess that those two guys are pitching in on assists as much as they are. Rebounds, um, going, I guess, well. Your guys that you kind of want to get a little bit more aren't doing the greatest getting the ball. But it's divvied up in such a way that you're surviving. Like, you know, if you go down here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine guys will give you 2.4 rebounds a game. So that's pretty good. And then your top level, your top four guys are giving you four assists a game. I mean, four rebounds a game. Again, that's quality. So, I mean, they're at least beating the boards. They, The one game I'll say they didn't really do well in that regard was probably the Gonzaga game. But, I mean, Timmy was or Timmy was just, like, unmovable um, against most of the matches we put on him. The one, the one match that really worked against him was uh, Stretch. But Stretch also, they had a really big, just massive center that was just, like, beating uh, Akimbola down on the post, like, just drawing fouls like crazy. I think Akimbola fouled out in that game. Uh, either that, he had, like, four. Uh, but he had, like, three-plus for the majority of the game. So he was just pretty much neutralized. But, I mean, Timmy was just beating down JT, and um, and he was just, like, too fast for Cardwell. I mean, this was Cardwell's second game. He just was not, you know, mentally up to par with Gonzaga. But other than that, I think rebounding, they pretty much have been the better team every one, which is another identity that Bruce has tried to, you know, really instill in this team. So that's out of statistics. Um, I would say we look good statistically considering that this is a volume three-point shooting team. There's not many 
great three-point shooters on this roster. I mean, we kind of knew that coming into it. Um, this was a surprise, definitely. Uh, Flanagan has been almost a 40% three-point shooter on a pretty high volume, I would say. Um, you know, Powell shooting at 51.4% for three. I mean, his his catch-and-shoot rate would be like in the 85th percentile. Off the top of my head, I would guess 85th. I've seen him miss two off the top. I've seen him miss, I want to say, one against UCF and then like one against South Alabama. And I can't remember him missing another catch-and-shoot shot. I mean, his his mechanics are easily the best I've seen in this recent stretch of Auburn three-point shooting. Easily the best mechanics at any three-point shooting in this team. I mean, just immaculate um, form, formulaically. Uh, Akinbola, low attempts. Um, Jamal Johnson's had a, a a pretty big slip, but he also had more volume and pretty much has gotten more minutes. So I guess it's kind of in line, but he has to be better. I mean, he just has to be. It's not really an option. So looking at the schedule, I want to end on this, just projecting things here. Uh, so Arkansas. Oh my God, we open Arkansas. Ugh, that's not great. Um, Arkansas, I believe, an undefeated team and probably one of the top three teams in the conference this time around. They need a second-half rally to beat Oral Roberts per ESPN, but Arkansas had a crazy recruiting class. Uh, their head coach is really good. They had some guys that they, – they lost uh, Iso Joe and Mason Jones, so – those guys killed us last year uh, in their minutes. So, I mean, that's something not to look forward to. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that's an L. Uh, A&M, I don't think A&M is particularly good this year from what I understand. Uh, but Buzz, Buzz Williams, you got to always – can't catch – can't count him out. Let's see what A&M's look like. One loss, 18-point uh, L to TCU. Uh, a couple decent wins against some pretty middling teams. Uh, it's at A&M, which is the only thing that gives me pause. I would think I would call it a win easily. Uh, otherwise, I'll, I'll say L against Arkansas, W against A&M. That's just where I'm at right now. I think Armour's more ahead of schedule. So, I think Ole Miss still has Brennan Tyree, if I'm correct. Or whatever his name was. Is Tyree gone? Oh, no, they got they got Shuler. I in my head, I was thinking Tyree, but Schuler is the guy. Um, I'm not gonna bring that up, but yeah. So Schuler is still a bucket, um, 14 points. This guy is white guy, <laughs> not, not, not actually color white. Last name White, 11.5 points. Uh, pretty even points. Uh, point differential amongst their top uh, five or six guys. So they they get buckets. Uh, turnovers. This is how they do it turnover wise. Uh, pretty low three-point shooting team, kind of and free throw percents, uh, 47.6% from the field. Uh, but their best guys all shoot the ball very well from the field, so that's something to take pause of. And uh, their top 10 players apparently get one turnover a game, so maybe they can take advantage of that, Auburn can. Uh, I'll say, I just don't think we have a good, uh, well, we have... Have Flanagan. You can stick Flanagan on Schuler. Um, kind of live with that. I think he's more of a two-three defender, and Schuler's a one. But 
I don't think I would put Powell on him. Powell's been okay defensively. He's been better than I thought, but I, I, I would like to see Flanagan on Schuler if he can do that and live with the results. Uh, Crowley, there two is six five one ninety five. So physically, I think uh, Powell can match up with that, and I hope that Flanagan can match up with Schuler. Um. They run this buffing cat. What's his frame? Six seven two thirty. Uh, you probably have to put Cam. I think that, I think your lineup against this team have to probably be Powell, Flanagan, and then Cambridge. I know people are pushing Jamal to go into the starting spot, but I think you need Jamal to not be on the line, the floor. He's been better defensively, but I don't think you want him on the floor with that. Alabama's a pretty disappointing, from what I understand. Um, it's this idiot was hyping them up to like have the greatest collection of Juco talent in the league and they've eat past a couple guys lost to Western Western Kentucky and um, Charles Bassey very dominant center um, Clemson lost by eight and Stanford got creamed by um, what's that cat's name uh, five stars Zaya Williams yeah they got nutted on by him Paulus I don't think much of Alabama so far, but they are a team that I would think would improve quite a bit over the course of the year. We play them uh, March 2nd, last game of the season. I would think that'd be a win for Alabama. I think it's a chance they're going to gel. It's need some time to gel. Uh, but they have some very prompt individual pieces, so I guess we'll just have to see. I'm going to go on a limb and to win. It's in Auburn Arena, so that leaves us with Arkansas L, A&MW, Ole Miss, I'll probably say L because we're really bad in that arena. I remember the game last year. That was, oh, God. Uh, Alabama W, Georgia. I'm a go W. I don't think they've, they've been bad, as I understand. Uh, Kentucky, ESPN game in Auburn Arena. Uh, Auburn-Kentucky games in the arena is always pretty fun, usually like classics. Uh, both of these teams are looking to move on from quite a few Stars that have made the past few games so memorable. Uh, it's a new era. I'm going to take Auburn just because of how bad Kentucky is right now. They're not, like, getting blown out bad. They're just, like, on the cusp. But, like, so consistently on the cusp that maybe you just, you just start valuing the talent a little bit less and less. Like, guys like guys like Devin Askew, maybe have not been as good as some people thought. Guys like... Brandon Boston have not been like top three prospects like some people thought. Uh, and I think Calipari is losing the team. He's definitely going to dispose as a coach. Uh, their offense is dreadful, even with several high end level wings um, that, you know, are like legitimate talents scoring the ball. Unfortunately, they don't have a real point guard, I think, like a real facilitator. So that kind of hurts them, I think. But I think I'm going to go with a W, Kentucky. So that gives us, it comes up in my head. Arc L, AMW, Ole Miss L, 1 and 2, 2 and 2, 3 and 2, 4 and 2. So 4 and 2 of the next six games. Arkansas, I'm going another L. I just think they're a great team. 4 and 3. South Carolina, in South Carolina, another hard team for uh, Auburn to play in their arena. Uh, what where are we feeling? Let me let me see their roster. Let me see what they're looking like. They've played three games to this point, and they have two L's. Um, only a 10-point loss to Houston, which is pretty decent. Houston's a good team, but a 16-point blowout to Liberty. 
I'm going to go W. I'm going to go W in this one. Uh, so five and three, I think, is where we're at right now. Mississippi, uh, Missouri, L, uh, easily. Um, <laughs> that's four and four. Uh, well, no, five and four, I think. Six and four? Six and four. No, five and four. Five and four. We'll go five and four. Uh, Baylor. We we played ba- Wait, whoa, whoa. We played Baylor? Where did we play? Where did we get Baylor in the schedule? I remember seeing, like, Davion against, um... I remember posting this on a forum. Davion against Javon is what I wanted. Now, I don't know if it's going to actually still happen. I don't Because of COVID and all that. Um... That happens. Wow, I, I forgot that that was a thing, but I do I do remember wanting to see Javion against Davon. Davion against Javon at some point. If that happens, that's the L easily. Uh, Baylor's smoked at the damn gym. It's in Baylor too. Easy L. Uh, so that, that'd be what five and five, five and five. Georgia W, Missouri uh, Mississippi N, Auburn W. So seven and five. Vanderbilt, no Neesmith. Um, I think Saban Lee is gone too. So I'm going to put, put that as a W for us. Uh, eight and five. I should be writing this down somewhere. Eight and five. I'm scribbling down here right now. Kentucky interrupt. Never, never win ever. Eight and six. Uh, Mississippi State. Good team last year. I think it has some attrition. Uh, Reggie, Pay- or Reggie Perry. Reggie Perry is gone. Uh, Weatherspoon is gone. In Auburn Arena, give me nine and five. I think that's where we're at right now. Nine and six. Nine and six. Nine and six. Uh, LSU. LSU is butt. But it's just so hard to beat them. In LSU, in Louisiana, give me an L for Auburn there. Nine and seven. Nine and seven. Uh, Florida, Keontae Jones will probably be out for the season. Hope he gets better. Hope he improves uh, health-wise. Um, such a scary situation with that. Keontae Johnson, not Keontae Jones. Um, Nimhart is gone from last year's team and Gonzaga now. Uh, give me a W for the good guys. 10 and 7. Tennessee, L, Alabama, probably an L. Alabama in Alabama and, and Tuscaloosa. It was going to be in Alabama. In Tuscaloosa, that'd be an L2. So 10 and 9, then that's 19 games, I think is where I'm at. Now, my mouth, as you can tell, probably was not the greatest, but I think 10 and 9 is what you would probably take at this moment. Uh, we are, what, 6 and 2? 16 and 11? Thanks where we'd finish that 16 11. 16 11, give or take a game or two. Um, you you take that. I, I would take that going to the season. That would probably put you about at the fifth seed ish in this in this uh conference, maybe sixth seed. I would take that. I would I would take that, in my opinion. But uh y'all let me know if y'all enjoy this. Uh I could definitely do a cleaner version. Just have been worrying about a couple other things, obviously, recently. Uh, just pray for your boy. Hopefully, it's not much and much. Uh, the individual that may have given me something is getting tested tomorrow. So, hopefully, she comes back negative. Negative. I'm just stuttering right now at this point. Uh, negative. And I will be testing in a couple of days. Hopefully, I come back negative. Uh, peace. Enjoy your night.